Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Another PPP from the Talking Yanks crew, which is me, John Boy, and my co-host, Jake. We're doing a Yankee a day. You've been listening. You know what's going on. It's players, their profile, and their projection. I usually have the Wikipedia page up. Jake usually has their stats up. I'm usually trying to talk about their personality. Jake's trying to talk about their skills. We're doing Tommy Canely, Mr. Philadelphia Eagles fan, Thunder Thighs himself, one of the best wooers on the field. Like last year in the playoffs, he let out some solid woo. Sorry if I just hurt your ears. You think it was like Ric Flair style? Oh, yeah. he seems like a like he he when he okay. when Tom, I will put this in stone. When Tommy Canely was thirteen through sixteen years old, he Ric Flair <laughs> wooed in his mirror daily. Yeah. Like absolutely, still Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Canley would hand in his homework and woo in his teacher's face. Tommy Canley, instead of answering yes, he answers with woos. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want a side of pudding with that sandwich? Woo! Woo! <laughs> Which we what? like, it sounds like. Oh, I love it. How I mean, nervous were we about Canley when he came over? Tepid. Wow. Yeah. Nice word. That means lukewarm. Because of the Latroy Hawkins rumors, it said he was the worst teammate ever, which starting to look bad on Latroy. Yeah, we got some more info on that, and it sounds like Kane wasn't the worst teammate. And if well, we should backstory that, Jake. If you don't know that story, Latroy Hawkins was talking on a broadcast, and Tommy Canley and Latroy Hawkins, who had been around the league forever, said Tommy Canley was his worst teammate he ever had in all of baseball, and the. And before we throw Latroy under the bus, I mean, Latroy was probably around the age of 40 at the time, and Canely was a 22-year-old that we just said Ric Flair noises throughout his life. So (laughs) you kind of get it, but when you hear worst teammate ever, you're assuming much worse stuff than that, not just punk kid stuff. I was was going to make a comparison that I'm not making anymore. And if you want to know it, you can't, because I don't want to say it. And it's out. But it was similar to when a certain pitcher on the Mets came up and they were like hazing him and bullying him. And he stood up to them and said, hey, you sons of bitches. This ain't going down. Sounds a lot like Latroy Hawkins was trying to haze Canely. And Canely was like, yo, Latroy. Woo! <laughs> no, dude. Like, I'm, I'm off of that. I think Canely would love being hazed. <laughs> he'd, he'd be the guy that would weird you out. Like, he'd start doing weird shit to himself. <laughs> no, we know. We know that. <laughs> we, we, Jake just punched himself in the face a couple times. <laughs> we know that Latroy Hawkins was into that old school shit, cutting up jerseys, stapling cleats to the floor. And Canely was like, yo, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Trying to be a professional baseball player here. Anyway, <laughs> Tommy Canely, he was in the Yankees system. 
which a lot of people probably forget or never knew. He was boys with all these, like a lot of these people. And wasn't his walk rate was atrocious. So he got picked up by Colorado in the Rule 5 draft. Went from Colorado to Chicago White Sox, where he flourished last year. And we picked him up in the trade. Blake Rutherford, Tyler Clippard for Canely, D-Rob, and Todd Frazier. And Canely last year? We kind of didn't know what his pitching was. Like, we knew he had these great stats. We didn't know where he was going to be in our bullpen. At the end of the day, I mean, Chad Green was a bigger star. We'll talk about Chad on a later PvP. But Canely had some, like, two good innings in that wild card game. A lot of good innings for in the versus the Astros, I remember. Change up from hell. Tell them about your reverse pitching strategy that you thought of for Canely. Man, I'm glad you patted my back because I was just about to pat your back. Because all, all the talk last year was about you know, the power curveballs, power sliders, this, that, and the other. And with Canely, you know, fastball was great. I, I think the scouts would say it's a little straight. I'm When it's 100 miles per hour, it's it's okay. I think straight. the changeup was, his changeup some days was like 93. Yeah. And it's, you know, so, okay, so he doesn't throw his best fastball. Say he throws a 97, 98 fastball. And then he comes back with a 93 changeup. You're just speeding up the hitter's bat at that point. So I yeah. When I played baseball, I was always pumped when the guy changeup was 93 because I'd be like, "You just sped up my you just sped up my bat, dummy." Just jump all over that, and then I just mash. You could almost see no no one you can see a batter's confidence come to them when they see enough pitches in at bat. You would see that against Canley when they saw the fastball and changeup and got some wood on it, you could see them kind of light up. And the way they lit up was, okay, if I see the fastball, you know, I'm going to put a hack on it, probably felt it was was reverse hitting. Oh, my God, I'm blowing my mind right now. Where most batters try to fight off breaking balls, they would say, okay, I'm going to fight off that fastball and wait for this 80-93 changeup and just whack it. That's what I would do. Happened for a stretch. And then I think he kind of went to my reverse pitching where I was, Hey, start with that changeup because it's a nice little pitch. It's got good movement at 93 miles per hour and then kind of bust them in or bust them high with the fastball. However, I'm, I'm not saying where to throw it, babe, but, you know, a little reverse pitch in there. And the thing that I was going to pat you on the back about. I was waiting. I was like, when does this back pat get to me? Was his kind of tell sign that he was in a tough spot that he got rid of when he started becoming more of a lockdown guy. Oh, his fucking jittery hand. Jitters. <laughs> Jitters like a nut job. I mean, it was just like, it was like when you, uh, you know, you go on a date in middle school and you go to Brookstone in the mall and sit on the massage chairs together. Like, this is really fun. My mom's here. Let's we got to go. I never did that. And I, I don't think that helped a lot of the people visualize what Canely was doing. <laughs> <laughs> nice little story about you. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of dates. A lot of dates to Brookstone. Sit on the massage chairs, leave. That's back when you were pretty good looking at middle school. Two backpats and one PPP. Canely, what do we think? Just every third day, we just kind of expect this guy to be pretty lights out for us, right? That's yep. pretty if, nice for a guy that could be our fourth best reliever. If we're in a close game and the pitcher is out of it in the fifth, CC pitched, he's out in the fifth, and we need a guy to finish the fifth, and the six before we get to our big guys, that's Canely's job. If 
the big D Rob and Chad big guys ha- have just went like we just did three of them the day before. Then Canely gets pushed back to seventh, eighth inning the next day. Right. I mean, I think his role is his role has to be fluid. Don't think Canely's going to get an inning. I think that's fine. And I also think last year he came in with guys on a good amount at the end of the, at the end stretch there. So maybe he's, you know, fi- old fireman like coming in, getting stranded runners and leaving. It's that Rick Flair mentality, man. Like to see him keep going. I think it's the the command because when he was not good, he was walking everyone. And then last year he fixed that. He's young. We have him for like three more years of control. So um, go out there and deal. Will your face off? And no, it's kind of funny. We've, we've talked about a few players having big variances in what they can do. It's tough for me to picture. <laughs> in my head, I don't see Canely having a four ERA, and I don't see him jumping. Like, he can't jump Chapman. No. Like, in, in any way. In no way. I guess there's a chance he could become the eighth inning guy if he's at his best and D-Rob and Chad Green fall off a bit? Do you think... Oh, shit. Sorry, man. I'm going to totally change you jump. You, you sent fine. my mind You sent my like mind elsewhere. Being, I like it being rhetorical. <laughs> you sent my mind elsewhere. Do you think Tommy Canely okay. and Araldis Chapman have ever had a single conversation then that was more than two sentences to each other? Yes. But oh all the God. sentences were said by Canley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh. oh, what up? Whoa, what up, Chappy? You were fucking dealing last night. That was awesome, dude. You are a That's crazy. Beast. <laughs> you gotta show me that slider, man. That shit's nasty. <laughs> Chapman just says okay and then heads to the shower. Yeah, Chapman doesn't understand a word of it. <laughs> no, but note it is Chapman's a little freaked out by how excited Canley is, so Chapman doesn't give a tough guy routine. He just kind of gives a smile like a oh. nod. Okay, okay. Man. Only maybe the only guy on the team that kind of freaks out Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's all we got for Canley. It doesn't sound like much. We like the guy, and we think he's going to do well in a flexible, fluid situation for the Yankees, right? Would be surprised if – would be very surprised if he had a bad season. Like Robertson, you could point to age. Chapman, age, some advanced stuff. Batances, wild. Mm -hmm. Chad Green has only done it once. This guy's got two good years now. He's entering his prime. It would be very surprising if this guy didn't have a, a good season. And the Eagles just won. He's probably riding high off that. And the ladies love his thighs. Ooh. Woo. Thanks for listening. Leave a, a rating. Leave a review. Go tell some of your friends, hey, these guys are talking about a different player every single day until the season starts or whatever. You should listen. You know, we're trying to build this thing up. Talking Yanks is going full time. Get on board and get all your friends to get on board. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks. And bye. Have a good day.
Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.